0: How can average working people like us, how can we fix our broken financial system to stop the rich from getting richer and for us average working people to get our fair share of the pie without relying on politicians or regulations? This is the question we ask on the Crowd Effect podcast. I am your host, Paul Lovejoy, activist investment advisor at Stakeholder Enterprise. Today, we're going to get specific on a question, not just how can we fix our broken financial system, but how can we give ourselves the best possible chance to fix our broken financial system? So I am going to uh, tell a a little backstory here uh, to bring it all together to to really showcase how we can give ourselves the best uh, chance. So back in 2013, uh, my wife and I, we bought our very first home together in Oklahoma. It was a uh, three-bedroom, small three-bedroom home on a quarter acre of land. Uh, We got it for $115,000, if you can believe that. Uh, It's worth around $200,000 today. We sold it. Uh, Anyways, in the backyard of this home was a... um, a kind of, it was a garden space and it had uh, these wooden logs that defined it. And inside the garden, it was just weeds at this point, but you could tell at one point somebody had a garden there. So when we moved in, I decided I am going to start a vegetable garden in this little plot. Uh, It was probably, let's see, um, Fifteen feet by ten feet, uh, a good size. Um, so, the the garden. I when I when I started out at it, um, the first day working on it, uh, I'm you know pulling up weeds and and I have this uh, electric um, hand tiller uh, that I bought. Um, and w- while I'm kind of mixing up the soil, I see all these, these worms, earthworms popping out and the soil wasn't, uh, clumpy. It was, it was, uh, nice and, and, um, you know, it moved around really easily. Um, so, uh, before I really got started any further, I called up my mother who wrote a whole book. On gardening, uh, vegetable gardening, and uh, asked her some questions. Okay, well, so how much? What do I need to buy? What do I? What should I plant? Um, You know, what kind of system should I set up? So, uh, she told me. you know it gave me some ideas of what I needed uh, certain topsoil uh, to to help uh, you know with the, with a fertilizer uh, and so so I went at it and I set up a um, automatic sprinkler system I uh, planted all kinds of different vegetables broccoli and lettuce and uh, peppers and squash and eggplant and Strawberries, all different types of herbs, um, tomatoes, a whole bunch of different stuff, and so I, I I set the the timer for for the watering, and I let it go, uh, and I didn't spend more than yeah you know, I don't know two hundred dollars on on everything, maybe two hundred fifty. That's including this electric hand tiller that I bought. So I didn't spend a lot. Um, and here was this, this garden patch. And, and now, you know, I cleared it out and there were rows and I planted the seeds. And it was a huge success. Um, everything started to grow great. Well, not everything, um, but most everything. Uh, growing fantastic. The, this, the heads of broccoli that I was getting, uh, the, the tomatoes were incredible, both like heirloom and, and cherry tomatoes, and the lettuce, the arugula, f- fantastic. Uh, what didn't grow well was eggplant and strawberries. Even though strawberries you're supposed to do two seasons, um, it never grew great there um, that's just part of the deal though so that's why you plant uh, a lot of stuff um you know, the squash had this butternut squash and and for thanksgiving uh you know after after summer passed that thanksgiving we had homemade butternut squash pie which is i think a tastier version of pumpkin pie it tastes like pumpkin pie but better butternut squash pie uh, and we had, you know, all kinds of vegetables and, the, uh, for our casserole that we made all from our garden. And this was my first garden ever, a huge success. Um, the, the following summer, same situation. And I never spent that much time, um, weeding or, or, um, maintaining it. It was very s- uh, self sustaining with the automatic watering and and uh, just the the good soil that was there in the first place. So fast forward a couple of years, uh, we moved out of that house and into a different house in Oklahoma and you know, I've I'm, ha- I'm fresh off all the success from gardening and I go out into the backyard, I take I uh, have a shovel and I have my electric hand tiller and I'm out there working for digging six hours or something. And it was clay, the soil. And it was so clumpy. It was, I couldn't really till it. And I gave up. That was it. I I We were there for a couple of years in that home. No, I tried once and never... Uh, could even get a garden plot there., uh, so that was a, a an epic fail. Um, then we we eventually moved out of Oklahoma and into Hawaii. And so we have we bought another house. and um, the, here was this there was a place that uh, had some grass in our uh, front yard. Uh, or side yard actually it wasn't right in the front, but um, and and I learned from the last house where the the soil was terrible and the soil here in Hawaii it's kind of, in many places it's very rocky. Um, there's good soil, good volcanic soil, but it's still very rocky and um, it, I didn't want to deal with it. And so uh, I asked my mother again, she uh, encouraged me to do um, not container guarding, but these but raised beds. That's what they're called. And uh, so what, what you do is you you have this little box. It wasn't that little, but, you know, maybe uh, let's see six feet by six feet or so. And eight feet by eight feet, maybe. And uh, the box is probably oh, I don't know, two feet tall. And then you just filled it with a good soil. And that was the, the big problem with the last garden I tried. It was bad soil. So in this new one, good soil. And so I went at it again. I planted a bunch of different stuff, you know, talked to my mother make sure I had uh, the right, uh, uh, seeds and and uh, you know all all the different types. I, I couldn't plant as much in this one because it was just a smaller space, so I didn't have the same um, different variety of, of of plants. And you know, I, I set up the irrigation and. Uh, a, a timer. And the irrigation I used in my very first garden in Oklahoma was one that connected to a hose spigot. And they have timers for those also. Um, and it worked great there. It was phenomenal. So I had the same system. I set it up here in Hawaii and, um, you know, I did the same thing. All right, well, I'm I'm going to leave it alone. Um, and I go and check on it, uh, and I see this, a huge puddle, um, next to the water spigot and I see that it's, it's leaking and it's going under the house right in a bad spot, uh, for the foundation, it was, um, going under the house and watering uh, a corner, which is horrible for homes. If you if you know you you see homes, they have gutters, and and the rainwater is out away from the home, so it doesn't um, uh, create you know um, the the soil from from getting any lower, and that messes with the whole foundation. So uh, I had to stop, and so I I tried to fix the the plumbing, um, and it wasn't working. I, I, no matter what I did, I'm not a plumber. I, it didn't work. So I, then I, I tried to, um, manually water, which is it's trouble to, it's not easy to keep up with. Yes. I was able to do it a, a little bit. Um, and the other thing was, is that things weren't growing that. I tried cauliflower and that never grew. Um, broccoli, the heads were very tiny, not like the ones I was getting in Oklahoma. Uh, the tomatoes, they weren't very successful either. You got a you know a small amount and uh, basil grew incredible but uh, that was that was it. and and so I just kind of got discouraged and stopped. It was um, an epic fail. So why am I talking about gardening uh, and how to fix our broken financial system? Well, uh, this is how I discovered um, how to give yourself the best chance whenever you're, you're, you're trying to sustain anything or, or reform. Or change, if you want to have a system in place, there I I've I've found out that there are five steps that are needed, and I looked at what the very first garden that I had, what it had compared to the other ones. Well, first off, number one, it had a uh, well-established vehicle. Uh, What do I mean by that? Well, the 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 actual location of the garden was was already there. It was already well-established and they had earthworms and the soil was already, I didn't have to do anything. It was there. It was established. No effort required. Okay, so that was uh, step one. Step two, the automation worked the uh, automating, the watering, never had any problems with it, always watered when I wanted it to. And uh, so, so that part was fully automated. Uh, Number three, uh, it was that the first garden was diversified. I had so many different um, plants in there it didn't matter if the eggplant and the strawberries weren't successful because the squash and the tomatoes and the lettuce and the herbs and everything else was. Uh, so this diversification uh, that I was able to achieve in, at that garden um, was the right amount of diversification for for success. Um, so that was three. Number four was cost. Um, I could have thrown a, a ton of money at my second garden to to get someone out there to dig it and and really you know turn up the soil and and inject it with uh, new soil you know buy some but that's expensive and I didn't you know I wasn't willing to put that kind of money in. Um, also, I, I in my uh, garden in Hawaii, I could have uh you know hired a plumber to come out and and fix it and and but again you know that's that's pricey i wasn't i wasn't willing to to spend that um the first garden my successful one you know i spent maybe 250 dollars 200 um it was not expensive and it produced uh for two summers we're getting two thanksgiving meals uh, out of it at the end. I mean, that's not on top of all the salsas and salads and you know the squash. Uh, it was uh, phenomenal. And so so the cost that that was number four. It was um, a low cost uh, f- for success. And the fifth thing that I had, and I actually had it in all of them, although I didn't use it in my second garden, was community. I had uh, my mother, who is an expert gardener, um, and I relied and I, I I used her help and and uh, you know her her guidance to um, be successful, especially in that that first garden. So so these these five things, um, as I was a uh, working. For my old company, uh, a wealth strategy firm, this is what I noticed. The same things apply to investing. Uh, Okay, is this an established um, investment vehicle? Is this a well-established? Yes, it is. Okay, can it be automated? Yeah, money can automatically be taken out of your bank account and automatically invested into this platform and automatically reinvested. Well, is it diversified? Yes. Uh, with investment minimums, a uh, little as $10, $25, but you can, you know, with a thousand dollars, you're, you're already getting well diversified. Um, low cost. I just mentioned it. L- low minimum investment requirements. Um, it, it, it eliminates barriers of entry when you have, you know, for some investments, you have minimum investment requirements of a thousand, five thousand, ten thousand. It, it, that 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 creates a barrier um, for 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 access for people. So low minimum investment requirements and a community. Well, you know that's what having a, a wealth strategy company does. It p- provides a community. So I, I saw that while I was working there, and. Um, when I started this firm, that was the principles on which I, I wanted to make sure every single investment platform um, had, and if it didn't have all five, find ways to to get all five there. Um, so, uh, crowd investing—I've sp- been speaking about crowd investing, you know, for. You know, all the every episode of this podcast, I, I speak about crowd investing and how it is this incredible democratic vehicle of change. And you have these well-established platforms at this point uh, because it has been uh, legal uh, here for for about eight years now, and so there are platforms that are well-established, have a good track record, and are are thriving. And so, so yes, we have that. So if, if we want to fix our broken financial system with crowd investing, we can follow these five steps. I call it the five steps to success. Does crowd investing, I just talked about it, they have incredible vehicles, uh, investment vehicles that are well-established, just like that soil my first garden. Uh, Automated, yes, I I just spoke about it, auto-draft and auto vest and auto-reinvest. And just like the automatic watering I had. Diversified, yes, all of these things, they have them in investing, in traditional investing, and they have it in crowd investing. And so it's a way to, while we're uh, investing as a crowd we're eroding the wealth and power of big banks, powerful corporations, and the super rich. Because when we crowd invest in, in the private market, all that money would have gone to the big banks. It would have gone to um, the super rich. But instead, it, it goes to just regular people. Regular working people uh, can now invest in the private market, Via crowdfunding, um, because due to deregulation that happened in 2015, we finally got access. Um, the rich no longer have to get richer. Uh, average people now have access to this private market, where where the rules of the financial system are made. This is where companies are born. This is where you get into the ground floor. So you have these traditional corporations um, and. You know, we were all locked out of it. I spoke about Facebook and and how pe- some people got filthy rich off it, but you or I never had a, a and even legally, we never had a chance to I- invest in, in Facebook in the ground floor. And so, when you have this opportunity to invest in something in the ground floor, you ha- you have a, um, um, uh, uh, this ability to choose which companies get funded and which don't and we now have the opportunity to choose uh, oh we i want companies that look out for the well-being of not just uh, the uh, investors and shareholders but of all stakeholders of the company's employees and customers and vendors and suppliers and communities that this company serves and, and the environment and investors and shareholders, all stakeholders. And we have this opportunity now to invest in the ground floor in these companies. And if these ground these these companies are successful, we have this opportunity to, to make massive profits just like the rich are doing. And, and now we can do it. We can get our fair share of the pie, um, through, through crowd investing. So that's, uh, that's our episode for today. My name is Paul Lovejoy. I am a crowd investor and I see you are one too. If you'd like to learn how to fix our broken financial system legally, ethically, And without confrontation, go to stakeholder enterprise.